You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast, episode number 36, December 15th, 2020. This show is produced in partnership with Hospitality Technology and Restaurant Technology Network. Smarter hotels, smarter restaurants. Hi, I'm Abby Lorden. And I'm Angela Diffley. You're listening to the, the Tech, Tech Chef, Chef Podcast. Podcast. Strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? Drive through or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu. Cooking up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with a tech chef. Make a plan to be your best. Strategize with the tech chef. Welcome to The Tech Chef, your resource for trending technology and strategic approaches in the restaurant, hotel, and hospitality industries. This is your host, Skip Kimple, and I am so happy you downloaded today's episode and are spending your time with The Tech Chef family. You are all busy people with a limited amount of time, and I am so appreciative of your participation here. Remember to go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single one of these episodes. Also, if you enjoy the show and listen to it week after week, which I know you do, please do me a favor and leave a five-star review and an awesome comment on your favorite podcast feed. This really does help us get ranked higher and get our message out to a wider population. So are you all ready for the Christmas and holiday season ahead of us? I can't believe how quickly it is coming our way. Don't fret. I still have tons of great content throughout the end of the year, and I'm really looking forward to my bonus episode, which falls on Christmas Eve. It will be a very memorable episode. For me, today is a pretty important day as I have two very well-respected colleagues on the show. Abby Lorden, who is the publisher of Hospitality Technology and the co-founder of the Restaurant Technology Network, is a brand leader with deep domain expertise in technology and business trends for hotels and restaurants. She heads up the highly influential B2B media brand, Hospitality Technology, including its flagship events, Mertech and HT Next. In 2019, she co-founded the membership community, Restaurant Technology Network, which brings together restaurant operators and technology suppliers to solve industry challenges. In her role at HT, Abby leads a very talented team of editors, revenue drivers, researchers, marketers, and community influencers. Her background as HT's editor-in-chief for more than 10 years gives her extensive insight into consumer and B2B technology trends for the hospitality industry. As a co-founder of the Restaurant Technology Network, Angela Diffley credits her constant curiosity for all things technology as the driving force along with her largely restaurant and retail-focused career path. In her current role, she advocates for the RTN community by creating value for members and sharing RTN technical achievements with the industry at large. This is going to be an awesome discussion as we explore everything that the hospitality technology and the Restaurant Technology Network can do for you to help you grow professionally and arm you with industry tools that will make you look like a superhero. 
We have two very special people joining us today to talk about two great membership platforms within our industries, Hospitality Technology and the Restaurant Technology Network. Now, listeners, you've heard this intro at the beginning of every single show for the past month or so about hospitality technology and restaurant technology partnership, but you know we've never gone into great detail about it. So I wanted to bring on Abby and Angela today to not only talk about the partnership, but really talk about what these two organizations are and what they do. Abby, first and foremost, I wanna thank you for taking the time to come on the show today. Maybe you can lead the conversation about why we join forces and what it means for our listeners and also really what it means for your membership base. Sure. I'm happy to, Skip. Um, first, just thanks so much for um, bringing Angela and I on the show today. Really excited to be able to dig in to this discussion with you. Um, you know, we, I think at, at Hospitality Technology, right, that's the umbrella brand under which so many other, what I would love to think of as household names in the industry exist, right? Murtech and our Murtech Executive Summit on the restaurant side, and then HT Next, which is our um, hotel event that we do. And then more recently, but um, it's certainly incredibly powerfully, is the Restaurant Technology Network. And all of these are now sister brands that provide some type of way for members of the restaurant and or hotel technology industry to come together, to get great content, to find great solutions, to share ideas. Um, and to me, what is so exciting about collaborating with you on the Tech Chef podcast is it's just another example of putting great content in front of HT's audience. And collaborating with you gives us the ability to put fantastic content under one roof, right? So you're doing your thing with these incredible interviews, sourcing wonderful speakers, talking about incredibly relevant trends. And uh, for us to be able to bring those to our audience on the HT side has been something that we're really excited about. Yeah, I think it really is. I mean, the key factor is all the collaboration piece, especially with the hospitality side. So, you know, the majority of my focus up until now has been the restaurant technology piece of the business. However, there is a big crossover between hotels and restaurants and the technology that we use and the techniques and the processes and the procedures. So really my goal in the future for my audience, I, I know I have um, hotel people listening to this show, uh, but you know, it, it, my goal is really to expand that and really bring the two areas together because there's so much we can learn from each other. And I think this is a great opportunity and a great platform to be able to do that. Now, both of you have been so busy. Like you said, um, you, you had restaurant next, you had um, HT next, these virtual platforms that have just been amazing to watch and really a joy to participate in. First of all, I want, I want to take one little step back before we get into the restaurant technology network side. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about the hotel, uh, the hospitality technology side. What is that reach of that network? What is its mission? What is its focus? Because if we have restaurateurs listening to this, they might not fully understand what hospitality technology network is all about. Hospitality technology at its core is a B2B media brand. Uh, we started, I mean, gosh, I think we're, we're about 30 years old. Um, and as a media brand, we started back truly as a print magazine. And then in, in publishing, um, as the needs of, of, of the industry changed and the way that people consume content changed, 
we um, we expanded to include uh, certainly now today an extremely digital first format and then um, uh, events and events has always been a core part of what hospitality technology um, has has brought to the restaurant and the hotel industry. So at our core, it was a B2B media brand. Uh, our events that um, really have been so central to the way that we deliver content, the one that I think is most well-known, of course, is Murtech, which celebrated 25 years, 25 years in the industry this past uh, March. And I think it was probably the last time anybody saw each other this year. Uh, and so with that event and then our Murtech Executive Summit event, which we launched um, about five years ago to be sort of an executive level flanker to Murtech. And then we also produce our hotel event, which is a HT Next, right? And that event really leans in on technology trends for the hotel industry. But uh, so each one of them serves a different segment of the industry with a little bit of a different format, different ways to engage. Murtech is, I like to think of it as the large scale event where uh, participants can come and almost have a show and tell environment, right? They come in and they can explore new technologies and source a lot and see a lot of options on the show floor at one uh, at one unique time, right? And so we really had within the HT universe, a lot of great ways to get content in front of our industry, the digital format and HT's own core media brand, and then all of these events. Um, but there was an area that we felt like um, there was a lot of opportunity to do more for the industry. Um, and, you know, I, I would love to give Angela an opportunity to chat about this a little bit as well, but the, the, um, this backstory behind why we launched RTN, I think is, is kind of fun and exciting. And I'm hoping we could spend a little bit of time on that as a part of this conversation. Absolutely. Well, you know, as I said, you've been so busy since we put together our partnership with Hotel Next, with Restaurant Next. Um, and, and Restaurant Next is really that replacement for the Murtech fall session, I would have to say, that we would normally have. And that really leads into the combined conversation here with Abby and Angela. And I really, between the two of you, want to dig into the trenches and talk about the Restaurant Technology Network. I, I think it's important, first of all, to talk about you know how RTN came to fruition and really what's your strategy been to really build this network? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. And, it, and for me personally, it goes back quite a few years. Um, I can't talk about RTN without acknowledging um, an incredible group and a, and a partner of ours in the industry uh, called HTNG. Uh, and they, that stands for uh, Hospitality Technology Next Generation. And it's a membership community that was formed, um, gosh, they've got to be tapping on the door 20 years. And they were formed to help the hotel industry in that case come together and solve business challenges that could be solved by collaboration, bringing suppliers together, and when appropriate, even creating industry standards. Um, and we've worked really closely with them. In fact, the HT Next event that we just produced is something that we do in partnership with them. We've worked really closely with them for many, many years. And, uh, you know, on the HT side, we were watching the work that they were doing for the lodging industry and had identified that a similar type of community for restaurants could really be valuable to the industry overall, particularly a way to bring um, groups of suppliers and restaurant operators together to solve specific industry challenges where interoperability, where collaboration, where sharing best practices um, would really have a home and would really make a lot of sense. And that was kind of the, the uh, impetus of the Restaurant Technology Network. 
Uh, and so it's had something that had been for me kind of a back and napkin idea for many, many years. And um, I have had the great pleasure of collaborating with Angela in different professional roles for, for quite some time. And when, uh, when the timing was right and we knew we were ready to start to really build this new membership community for the restaurant industry, my first phone call was to Angela and uh, she and I, I courted her for quite a while before we actually brought her on board, knowing full well that she would bring exactly the right type of talent to, um, to be able to help launch this and, and breathe a lot of life into it. And, and um, I think in just, uh, we're, we're really getting to be just about two years old and it has surpassed our expectations of what we've been able to accomplish so far. Now, Angela, I'm gonna ask you this because you have been a true leader and a cheerleader for the organization from day one. And as you approach these vendors, as you approach these operators, really, how does it feel, you know, the overall adoption rate, you know, are people receptive? I'm assuming they are because of the caliber of people that I actually seen join our our weekly calls. But what has your experience been when you you try to pitch the RTN? Um, What kind of feedback do you get from the vendors and the operators? I would say, Skip, that like in the beginning, it was a a bit of a challenge because it was a new animal in the industry and folks were kind of like, what is the ROI? We don't understand. How does this work? How do competitors get in a work group together and collaborate? How how are we all going to, you know, not try to sell to the restaurants? What are we all going to do? So with with Abby mentioning HTMG, that's been instrumental in the way that we do, the way that we've kind of formed our work groups and the way that we have uh, collaborated together to make something of value, right? So if you participate, I always like to say the talent rises to the top. And if you put in the sweat equity and you do the work in the work group, then you get the reward, right? You get to speak at Murtech or you get to speak at one of our virtual events or you get to be on a webinar call like we had this week to introduce the TCO calculator to the industry. So whatever deliverable comes out of those work groups is, is the ROI, right? It's, it's being a thought leader and contributing your technology talent to solving an, a challenge for the industry and the restaurants um, collaborate and participate in that network and they, you know, greatly appreciate it. And you get kind of recognized for that kind of talent in the industry. So I would say that that's the biggest selling point, if you would, of RTN. I mean, there's so many other benefits that go along with being a member, but really uh, the work groups are the foundational element that brings us all together and helps us march toward our mission. So what do you, what do you think has been the true success of the um, development of membership? Because I have seen it explode since I've been involved with it. Is it the fact that you had some very great founding members that everybody realized, hey, if they're in it, I should be in it too? Or is it is it truly that um, that work group concept that is attracting people into it where they can really make a difference within the industry? I think it's a little bit of both. You know, it's a little bit of FOMO, like, oh, the, you know, all of these great big players are in there and then all of these innovative startups are in there. We run the gamut. Our membership is so diverse. And then you look at our restaurant membership. I mean, it's it, it's everything and anything, you know, in there. And so, you know, and it, and it, maybe it just was the right timing for the industry. I think the industry was really hungry for something like this. And there was never really something that brought everyone together and marched towards standardization as we have in such a quick, short order fashion. So I think that once people start getting in the work groups and rolling up their sleeves and seeing what it's all about, that's when they're believers and they want to, they're, where do I sign? And, and let's, let's continue on. We, we think this is a must do. Uh, for our organization, we get so much value out of it. So I, I think it's a little bit of who's in and should I be there? What am I missing out on? These tools are being created and I'm not going to have a voice at the table, right? I'm a, le- I'm a leading software provider and point of sale. I have to be in this, in this game-changing, industry-shaping organization. 
So I think it's, it's a little bit of all of that, but um, I do think once they get in and they start rolling up their sleeves and doing the work, they start to see the immediate benefit and value of being a member. Um, Angela, I think that the work groups have such a formalized structure that are allowing progress that, um, you know, we've, we've heard anecdotally, certainly that the type of approach that we use within these work groups, where it really is about the, um, the membership is identifying and the restaurants are identifying what the challenges are that they want solved, right? And they're really bringing those to the forefront through um, some pretty fun and, and interactive uh, ideation sessions. That being key, right, that we're starting with what the restaurant industry has told us that they need as far as these work groups are, are concerned, and then putting a, really a lot of rigor around the process so that a working session doesn't become um, too doesn't become too drawn out, right? We recognize that time is so precious for everyone today, and we want to make sure that every single one of these meetings, every time we carve out time to tackle um, um, a challenge, we're doing it. We're we're um, we're keeping really good records. We're um, we're staying on task. We're starting with what's our end goal and how long do we think it's going to take us to get there, so that we have a lot of structure and rigor to the process, and it's not just sort of this um, regular weekly or 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 monthly whatever the cadence is. It's not just an ongoing meeting, but it's something where there's a, a very deliberate program in place, and those work groups have empowered the sort of progress. Um, that I, I think has been unprecedented, right? That's one of the things we've heard is that we've made tremendous amount of progress in a really short period of time um, with real output and real deliverables. And, and I think that that's part of where when you start to see that momentum, then it really does snowball. And we can see that now we actually have a mechanism in place that is creating real change and real collaboration. And I think what's impressed me the most is the vendors that have come to the table with the operators to really create that entire collaborative experience, trying to solve a problem for the industry with, you know, a common goal in mind. And I, I got to say, you know, as you talked about these meetings being very structured, very organized, very goal oriented driven, we could not have done this without Patrick. Patrick Dumphy is, has been a superstar during this entire process. He keeps us moving you know, he kills, he, he kills processes if, if it's not moving and it's not important to the project. But I can't imagine we would have had the success that we've had up until now without having him lead these individual sessions. I agree with you, Skip. And, and, and for everyone's reference, Patrick Dumphy is the CIO of HTMG. It is our strategic partner and has been doing the work groups over on that side of the house on his, in his own, inside his own organization for, for many, many years. So his expertise is critical to our success. So let's talk specifically about the past year and a half, two years of what's been accomplished because there's been a lot accomplished and quite honestly, in the last six months, eight months, 10 months, right around there, we've put a lot out to the to the marketplace in regards to tools that people can use. Angela, you wanna talk about some of those things that we've accomplished up until now? Sure, I'd love to skip. So, so I think the first thing that we published was um, to two assets, one of them being the off-prem playbook, which was a collaboration of some 50 plus suppliers and uh, coming together and trying to kind of um, steer restaurants in the right direction um, because of COVID, you know, trying to get everybody in sync and, and sort of thinking about the off-prem strategies and technologies that they might need to tap moving forward. So the off-prem playbook was a combination of all things off-prem, just kind of a guidebook, if you will, a checklist and tips. 
And then we also had at the same time our um, RFP best practices and guidance for point of sale. So really it's, it's, a, it's an RFP guideline document, but it can be used, I think, across the board for several different types of technologies. This particularly um, particular document focuses on point of sale, but certainly some of the best practices, tips and tricks of the, the RFP process overall can be translated to whatever you're procuring. So that was a huge win for us to put that out into the community. And then we also put out um, what we call fast match. So fast match tools are um, tools that we're creating in our partnership with Olive. They're um, an RFP matching software platform that's incredible out of Canada. And those guys have been our strategic partner as well. And we're putting together tools to match restaurants to the technologies that they're seeking immediately, like in fast order. So it's not gonna give you a really, really in-depth analysis of what you're seeking, but it certainly will match you with the, it'll, it'll sort of cut down through the red tape and give you a small set, uh, a subset, if you will, of suppliers that you know, have what you're looking for. So the first one was on contactless payments and that one's out and available to everyone. And then now we're doing one on contactless technologies, which encompasses the whole gamut of however the customer touches your brand contactlessly throughout the entire customer journey. Um, we also just released a TCO calculator for native delivery. So that TCO calculator really compares three delivery models. Um, if you're trying to look to native delivery or if you're looking at hybrid or delivery as a service, or if you're looking at third party, it really allows you to plug in your own numbers and customize the output as far as what's gonna make me the most money in the end and am I ready to jump to the next model, right? I know Skip, you've used the tool um, and you know it helps you gauge when you're ready and how, many, how much volume you're gonna need or how many locations and volume do you need to jump to a different delivery model. So that's really popular and we just um, put that out this week because everyone's been highly anticipating it and I think the launch was uh, spectacular. We're working also to publish a menu synchronization standard in the coming month. And probably in January, we feel like um, maybe mid-January, mid to late January, we will be publishing what we think is the foundational and most important work we will ever put out in the industry, which is the open API framework for the industry, which contains eight key principles of what constitutes an open API in the restaurant industry, and also gives you guidance around those open API principles. That was a mouthful, but that's kind of what we got going on right now. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. and it. If you think about it, two years, gosh, that that is a lot of work that we've a, been able to put out to the market. Um, but uh, back to the open API, you know, it's one of the first reasons why I got involved with the RTN because I was at a Murtech conference. It was one of the first introductions, I believe you had a, had a side conference at Murtech and I sat in on it and open API came up. And I was doing a ton of programming. I had tons of challenges within the company I was working with in regards to getting access to data. And, and I, you know, I was new to the restaurant industry back then. And it, well, not super new, but I, it was relatively new. And I really had this frustration of being able to get to data because everybody around me wanted data. I wanted to build a data warehouse, but I couldn't get to it. Nothing was standardized. Everybody had different definitions of what different terminology meant within the restaurant industry. So I was so excited to hear about this initiative and just sitting in on the groups, watching it week after week, month after month. Um, I am so impressed with the team that was put together to really come up with this solution. And I cannot wait until this comes out because like you, I think this is a defining moment, not only for our industry, but for the RTN to have brought this standard to our industry. So 
Stay tuned, everybody, because as soon as this thing goes live, I'm going to do an episode or two just around this and bring some of the key players that were part of part of making that decision. So, so that's a lot of stuff, like you said, that you've we've done in you know in the past couple of years. What are some big initiatives coming down the pipeline, uh, maybe for 2021? So I can take a, uh, the the first pass at that, Skip. The um, one of the the areas that we're excited to be able to bring um, more resources and more capabilities to the RTN membership community is in the area of supplier to supplier partnering. Um, we have identified already that organically many of our supplier members uh, see the value of, of these regular cadence of work group meetings and, and other RTN um, hosted activities. They see the value of connecting with other potential uh, suppliers and we know that there are um, there are some really unique intricacies to the way that technology gets brought to the restaurant industry, right? The reseller channel uh, and all of the different ways that technology goes from being from the it, within the, the the manufacturer and the OEM through different elements of the channel all the way out into integration. And so, what we've identified at RTN is that there are some um, really valuable ways that we can help those suppliers start to come together more. Uh, and and source potential partners and find potential high value um, channel partners uh, that are a good fit for their individual businesses. And so we're excited to be working on um, a partnership specific tier that will be launching in 2021 that gives companies uh, even more ways to find the right type of solution provider partners for their reseller channels. So I'm going to challenge you on that. Um, why do you think RTN is, you know, why are you uniquely and ideally suited to make this happen and successful? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, it's a, it's a great question. I think um, part of it is we're already seeing it organically happen because of the nature of this industry is one where the relationship between a hardware manufacturer and the software partner that they collaborate with, um, the integrator who's doing the work, potentially even the distributors that are all part of that uh, of, of that uh, supply chain, um, it's it's organically already already part of this industry, and it's something that we are already seeing start to evolve within the RTN community. Um, but interestingly enough, in in the roles that Angela and I have played throughout our own professional careers, we've both sat very close and and in in different pockets of our careers been embedded in this this reseller channel that um, that I was speaking about, right? Where we have. Uh, really helped to facilitate these sorts of connect, uh, connections between potential suppliers. I, I, in a previous role, was the editor-in-chief of a reseller-focused publication. So um, we have a unique understanding and perspective around uh, providing great value to partners and helping partners find one another and, and giving them uh, great tools, and particularly at a period of time where technology is innovating and changing so quickly and companies need great ways to get together um, in the absence of being able to get together in person, at least for, uh, you know, a, some period of time here in the future. So I think we have a really unique set of skills as well as we already have so many members of our community that have expressed interest in this and, and we're seeing it organically happen. So we know if we give them more dedicated tools and resources and a path forward to, to accomplish those sorts of um, connections, we think it's going to be something that'll be really valuable to the industry. I can't wait to see where that goes because I, I think in principle that has a huge advantage to the industry. Angela, we've knocked out quite a few things this year. You know, we've, we've completed quite a few items. Uh, what are the current upcoming work groups that we have in play or some of the new stuff that we have in play that uh, 
people listening to this show can actually get excited about and join in on? Yeah, well, it's, it's um, interesting that you say that, Skip, because, you know, we were talking about the open API framework. And even though the, the mass, I will call it the master open API framework work group that started has, has given birth to babies. <laughs> so now we, have, now we have a couple of workflows, work streams that have come out of that. One of them is um, trying to standardize on transactional data, which is so important, as you know. And the other workflow is about the customer rec- record. So standardizing on the customer record, what does that look like? What does it contain? Um, so any third-party digesting transactional data or customer data, it will all be the same uh, t- format, right? Format or, or structure or nomenclature, if you will. Um, so those two work groups are going on right now. Very, very popular, super exciting, the kind of contributions and participations we have going on in those two. And we also have a restaurant-only ISAC group, which is an information sharing and analysis center for cybersecurity professionals. So we're trying to sort of um, peer share and get cybersecurity-minded technology folks into that group to learn from each other, right? Because you know we're all trying to combat the bad guys and we can do it better when we're all putting our heads together. So whether you're a very large restaurant brand or a smaller independent chain or um, you know, a mid-sized brand, you, you can still benefit from being in that work group and hearing about what people are seeing as threats, uh, what the big guys are doing, and, and what other people might be doing that's innovative and out of the box to help you kind of protect yourself and your customer data, transactional data included. So those are some cool, exciting ones going on right now. And then we're, we're ending the customer co- the contactless customer journey work group right now. We're going to be coming out with that fast match tool to match restaurants with their contactless technologies. And then we'll be starting up new work groups in um, the beginning of next year. So we're excited to see, as Abby suggested, how we crowdsource the industry and see what's top of mind. Where do we go next? So there are a couple of them that are ending. And a lot of times we find that they all kind of start to end at the same time because they kind of all started at the same time. (laughs) But um, that's where we are now. So I think we've sparked a lot of interest potentially from listeners. How does one join? How how do you they participate, you know, I think there's people thinking, okay, so I join, there's a lot of things to join out there, but you know, how do, how do you get the most out of this relationship? What's in it for me is what it comes down to. So maybe one of you can take that on. I mean, I would say just go to the restauranttechnologynetwork.com website or reach out to me, Angela at restauranttechnologynetwork.com. But the biggest thing, you know, our, our website is pretty informational. We have a lot of stuff on there about what membership is. Restaurants um, can come into the network at no cost. All we ask from restaurants is that they agree to, you know, adopt the standards and the, um, you know, recommendations we put out in the industry because without adoption, it doesn't really catch on. Um, and also to join the work groups and really roll up your sleeves and participate with us from time to time and lend their expertise to the conversation. Um, suppliers do pay membership fees, but we have several different levels. And as Abby mentioned, now a new partner level coming out that's very exciting. So there's so many different ways um, suppliers can participate in the community as well. So it's mainly just an outreach to us and we'll find out, you know, where you best fit and what your goals are and try to shape a program that works for you. I think one of the most important things for the industry to know is that um, we've got such great thought leaders in these communities. We've got such great brands and technology partners that are rolling up their sleeves and doing this work. Uh, every week, right? Having these meetings and being a part of it and helping to drive his output. And if you as a restaurant operator are out there listening and thinking about, man, I've got a problem on my short list. 
The only way we know about it and we can tackle it and put resources towards solving it is by joining and being a vocal part of that and telling us, right? So think of us as your R&D group, as your outsourced group of technology experts that will do the work you need. So what's in it for you is getting incredible talent with these technology partners together to solve the problems you have. The only way we know that you need those problems solved is to come to the meetings, tell us about it and guide us, tell us what direction you want us to go. And that's really what's in it for you as the restaurant operator. And I have to say from personal experience, getting involved is the most important piece. So you've got lots of work groups, lots of work streams going on. Find the ones that affect you the most, that you're the most interested in and really participate. There's days that I just sit on the call and I just listen because there's a lot of smart people on that call um, from a lot bigger companies that have a lot of great input, but you never know at what point that you can contribute to the conversation. And I think it's that that global contribution and uh, collaboration that makes these groups successful. So I echo everything that you guys said, but you know, to all the operators out there, um, all the vendors out there join, but just don't sit silent, you know, pipe in. It may, it may sound silly. It may be your first time in, but don't worry about it. We're, we're literally all friends. We're family. I consider this the RTN family at this point. And it really makes a difference when you can just come together and, um, and just have a casual conversation and get work done. So I think that's really what it's all about. All right. As we're closing up, I'm going to throw you guys some questions here. Um, little segment, new segment that I'm doing called this or that. This is the holiday edition. I'm going to hit you up with some questions. You hit me with the first answer that comes to your head and Angela, we're starting with you. Are you ready? Wait a minute. I think, I, I think I have a little bit of insider information on this one, Skip. I heard your, um, your podcast with Phil Crawford. <laughs> wow. Okay. These are different. Everybody. These are different questions. So don't think that you've prepared oh. that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Okay. Angela. Would you rather build a snowman, go sledding, or have a snowball fight? Snowball fight. All right. Abby, Christmas tree, (laughs) real or plastic? Real. Okay. I'm with you on that. Angela, when you do shopping, online or in store? Always online. Always online. Okay. Not not just COVID? Even pre-COVID you would do that? No, nothing, nothing. Abby, what is your favorite holiday scent? Pine. <laughs> a real Christmas tree. It has to be pine. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Angela, what's your favorite Christmas carol? Um, oh, Holy Night. Oh, Holy Night. That's a good one. And Abby, last question. Yeah. Last question for you. And this is obviously the, the deepest question of the day. Um, when you were a child, did you leave out milk and cookies for Santa growing up? I haven't stopped. <laughs> bonus, bonus question. Do you include a carrot for Rudolph? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, that was the most important piece of this entire interview. So now everybody knows those questions. I want to thank both of you for taking the time to speak to all of the listeners today. Uh, And I know there's people out there that right now that have not really done a deep dive into either of these two organizations. So I thought it was really important to provide this platform today to give them a better understanding of what they're missing out on. 
So both of you have a very happy and healthy Christmas and a holiday season. And I can't wait to see the amazing things that we are all going to do and be able to accomplish together as a collaborative group in 2021. Thanks for all your input and all your dedication to the industry through this podcast, Skip. We, we enjoyed it. We loved being a part of it and love having you involved in the Restaurant Technology Network and with HD now. Welcome. Well, if you didn't know anything before about the RTN, you certainly do now. And if you are not a member, you are probably emailing Angela now as well. There is zero excuses for you not to join and be part of the biggest and hottest trending network in our industry. Join a work group, get your voice heard, and really make a difference. This will help your growth as an industry leader. Well, folks, that's it for today. We only have a few more shows before the end of the year, and in some ways, I can't believe how fast this year has gone And in other ways, it feels like this year has lasted a decade, right? I know it's not just me. So in the spirit of making time fly, I will sign off for today. And until next Tuesday, say it with me. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends. 